You're listening to Conversations on Strategy. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the authors and are not necessarily those of the Department of the Army, the U.S. Army War College, or any other agency of the U.S. government. I'm chatting with Colonel Eric Hartunian today. Hartunian led the team that created the annual estimate of the strategic security environment. He's also the director of the Strategic Research and Analysis Department at the Strategic Studies Institute at the U.S. Army War College. Welcome to Conversations on Strategy. Thanks for having me this morning. Give us a brief history, please, of the estimate of the strategic security environment and its importance. This is our second year producing the estimate of the strategic security environment. As many of your listeners know, SSI published the Key Strategic Issues List, or the KISSEL, for over 20 years. One part of the logic for maintaining the KISSEL was to keep a running list of issues of strategic importance that were relevant to the DoD and Army community. The other part was to maintain the KISSEL to help PME students determine timely and relevant research projects for their capstone projects and to potentially link them with sponsors so that their research could have impact. A couple of years ago, we made the decision to produce a more narrative estimate, which allowed us to contextualize those key strategic issues and also highlight joint and Army priorities. We still maintain a strategic issues list gathered from the field, however. Walk us through the four themes covered in the 2023 strategic estimate. Sure, and I'll just hit the high notes here. For regional challenges, we begin with China. China remains the dominant challenge in Asia. The U.S. and the PRC compete over military power and activity, technology, regional and economic and security architecture, diplomatic strategic narratives, and the strategic information operations. How the PRC's security engagements across the Indo-Pacific are of particular interest to us. North Korean missile testing continues to pose a threat to stability, and it's pretty clear that the PRC and Russia are not interested in constraining KJU. In Europe, Russia's war in Ukraine is contributing to a very unified NATO, with a clear conceptualization of its main adversary. European military budgets have continued in an upward trajectory, if not accelerating, and we've seen consistent diplomatic and material support by European nations towards Ukraine. Collapse of the Cold War arms control regimes pose a challenge to U.S. interests in general, and we are particularly concerned with Russian and Chinese modernization efforts for their strategic weapons. In Latin America, deterioration of U.S. access negatively impacts a collaborative response to shared security challenges, such as migration, drugs, criminal and terrorist groups in the region. We're seeing reinforcing dynamics of economic stresses, transnational crime, discontent, political polarization, and overall fragility, which threaten to deepen the region's governance crisis, creating further opportunities for the PRC to compete in Latin America. And in Africa, protracted conflict and civil war frequently leads to widespread violence, mass migration, displacement, and humanitarian crises. Since 2021, we've seen military coups in Chad, Mali, Guinea, Burkina Faso, and Niger. Terrorism is still a significant threat to stability in our interest, and all this turmoil provides openings for the PRC and Russia to exploit vulnerable governments and populations. The next theme is domestic challenges. While the U.S. has an enviable record of fruitful civil-military relations, we know this requires constant attention and maintenance as society evolves and new civil-military challenges emerge. A couple areas of concern are the increasing politicization of the military and the health of the all-volunteer force. A part of the domestic theme is the defense industrial base and how it has atrophied in the years since the end of the Cold War. Reduced requirements have driven the large-scale consolidation of many defense contractors, and the changing character of war has resulted in a greater emphasis on smart weapons, both very accurate and also very expensive, which are dependent on exquisite technologies and raw materials. The resilience of the defense industrial base really depends on stable and predictable budgets, a specialized workforce, and diversified and modern infrastructure, manufacturing and innovation, and surge capacity. 
all areas that don't materialize overnight. In the institutional theme, we're looking at leader development and the recruiting crisis and how to sustain the all-volunteer force, which is now 50 years in the making. We're looking at contested logistics and how the increasing size of our formations with more complex and sophisticated structures render their logistics more vulnerable. Add to this the tyranny of distance and our ability to set the theater is increasingly challenged. We must look to ways to reorient on large-scale combat operations under far less favorable circumstances than we enjoyed in the past while being able to sustain protracted operations. And finally, we are concerned with domains where U.S. strategic advantages are at risk. In the Arctic, new shipping routes have expanded access to markets and critical natural resources, and Arctic and near-Arctic nations are competing on new terrain. In space, warfighting concepts are still in their infancy. Basic questions still exist, such as whether to prioritize supporting ground forces or protecting space assets. With AI, near-peer competitors are devoting considerable resources to developing AI-driven capabilities that can offset our technological advantages. Maintaining an AI development lead is not simply a function of investments in technology and talent, but also an understanding of trust and ethics. Lastly, nuclear proliferation is not going away. Iran appears to be the only imminent proliferation threat, but preventing the spread of nuclear weapons requires constant management. The PRC's increased nuclear buildup, as well as continued challenges with the DPRK and Russia stepping back from the New START treaty signal troubling dynamics for nuclear deterrence. Why did you decide to analyze the strategic security environment in this way? Well, we recognized early on that our key threats and challenges outlined in our last estimate are somewhat consistent. We wanted to contextualize them in a new way through these themes to provide an estimate that not only the defense practitioner community, but also researchers could use to perhaps think differently about these challenges. How can academics and practitioners in the defense community leverage the strategic estimate to their advantage? I think the strategic estimate's a great vehicle to think deeply about the threats and challenges in our world and proffer ideas on how to deal with them. This document isn't gospel. My hope is that folks will read it and engage with it and its authors to develop novel ideas and help our defense community grapple with some truly wicked problems. Do you have any concluding thoughts or recommendations you'd like to share? This was a team effort. We had many talented researchers who are deep in their fields participate in this project. Also, we continue to share this estimate broadly, and we're always looking at ways to push the scholarship on these themes. A couple weeks ago, General George, our new CSA, and General Brito, and the Sergeant Major of the Army, Weimer, co-authored an article with the Modern War Institute on strengthening the profession through writing and discourse. I think at a strategic level, this estimate provides a great jumping-off point for those officers who are inclined to think and write on these important topics. Listeners, you can download the study at press.armywarcollege.edu slash monographs slash 962. Colonel Hartunian, thanks for making time to speak with me today. Great. Thank you very much. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to hear more, you can find us on any major podcast platform. 